Well, Breaking Bad is a slang term for becoming a criminal. Oh. Like you break into badness, breaking bad, you know. It's like breaking hymen. It's breaking the, the criminal hymen. Breaking the Criminal Hymen by Professor <laughs> Jim Plays Games. Available <laughs> at your local bookshop. Okay, it's Jim and Pack Billy's opinions on things, and I've really gotten too loud into the mic. Once again, I am Jim. No, you're not. That was too loud into the mic as well. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, you made and me that's, angry. That's Pack Billy over there. Hi. In America. I'm Pack Billy, and I don't make videos anymore. Place I'm too important and busy. A little place called America, a little place that we here in England <laughs> like to call America. No, they call it the colonies. Oh, the colonies. Because mm. um, it's, it's just like living in a colon. I was going to say, you beat me to the colon joke. Yep. So you were you were semi- that was my that was also my nickname in high school. What my my nickname in high school? They called me the colon joke. <coughs> I don't. I have no idea what that means. All right. So I was thought you were going to say they called you the semicolon. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you, you could have a reason to have that. You know, you had some sort of tragic impaling on some sort of sharp object. A sharp colon. <laughs> Okay, so this is episode number Cinco, and and what? Yeah, it's episode is that number. Yeah, it's Klingon for Spanish. <laughs> no, it's it's we're it's we're five. doing episode five. Episode five. This is our fifth. This is the fifth anniversary. The Pack Billy Strikes Back of our zeroth episode. <laughs> No, wait. We should have flashback. This we should don't be a have flashback a zeroth episode. Episodes. We have a once episode. No, we have a zero. Remember? Well, we had a zeroth anniversary, though. Yeah, right. Well, episode. this isn't an anniversary because anniversary means this, yearly. This should be a flashback episode like Family Ties. Every year they do. The any bit in anniversary means year, as in anno. Well, it's Latin. Uh, I know, but a lot of things are mislabeled. Like the rest October, of this podcast October will be done the- in Latin. September is not the seventh month. October is not the eighth month. It used to be. Well, yeah, and then and then it, Julius Caesar went and fucked it up by saying, "My my, I'll go have a month named after me because I have a small ego." And it used to also be that you know you that we only celebrated anniversaries every year, but we know that's we know that's now untrue because I'm celebrating one right now whether you like it or not. So you're basically in Julius Caesar is what you're saying. of my own head. Exactly. Yeah. So and and another well, thing if you don't fall in line with me well, I'll I'll um cross the Rubicon. I'm I'm trying to I'm thinking of so many Caligula things and Caligula Caesar one. Uh, you know if you don't do what I say I'll ax- I'll be unknowingly stabbed by Brutus. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it wasn't just him. So, well, he was the it last one. the whole one. Senate. Yeah, but he was the last one. Yeah. And that's two, Pack Billy. Yeah. No, I'm saying that. What? I, at two, Jim. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's <your> death noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the original Shakespeare, actually. <laughs> Shakespeare, that's one of the words Shakespeare invented. <laughs> right. right. And when you land, you must say. It's <laughs> how's that spelled? I don't know. It's it's spelled very similarly to exeunt, except for P C K 
It's when a whole bunch of people do it. Exeunt. Yeah, you know what? It's e x e u n t. It's it's plural for exit. You see it a lot no. in stage directions. The, the plural for exit is exits. No, the plural of like the verb exit is exunt. Oh, yeah, exude. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only seen it written in stage directions. So if you know how to pronounce it and you want to tell us about it, write to packbilly at gmail.com. Actually, no. You know what? We have an email address just for the show now. Do we? Which is Jim and Packbilly at gmail.com. Well, I, I, I'm the first time hearing of it. This is no, how well we, we, had to, we had to have it to set up the, the podcast. And um, I, I should really be checking this email. Why don't you send us some email to that address? Yeah. Um, and I, and by the time we're finished recording, Jim will have access to it too. So when you write in, we'll, you'll get just conflicting responses, you know, <laughs> very like, you'll know who's responding because it's, it's very uncharitable to the other person, you know, like <laughs> I'll just go on and on about how Jim's a dick and, uh, yeah, well, you know how we can now abuse that and impersonate the other person by simply being self-deprecating. Right. Exactly. Should we look through our comments and respond to them? Is that a thing? Oh, hey, that could be a thing. You know, let's look okay. on the comment because I haven't look, even. All right, I'm going to do a theme song for this segment. Ready? Okay. Looking through comments and responding to them. <laughs> Don't laugh. That was stud. This is a very serious segment. All right, let me I, I let me understand. do it a lot graver. Looking th- here, I'll, I'll harmonize with myself. Looking through, I'll cut this together. <laughs> Looking <laughs> through, through comments and responding, and responding to, them. to them. All right, that adds more gravity. More. Shall I do one? Yeah, you do one too. Looking through comments and responding to them. Okay. How bad did I sound high though? That was. Oh, just, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I must abandon any thought of dignity while we do this. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's no dignity here. <laughs> if you if you're looking for dignity, go. There's dignity. Yes, and that is something that you know you can just do within the privacy of your own. You know, when when your parents or your your kids are asleep. I remember my first dig note. Yep. And now, oh, hey, it is turning into a flashback show. That's what I was trying to get to earlier. Oh. Because it's our anniversary, it's like a Family Ties episode. It's not an anniversary. Yeah, it's an anniversary. It's only been it's five episodes. It's an anniversary. Be- Look, one year ago today, we had absolutely nothing to do with this podcast and i think that should <laughs> the be the anniversary of that uh, that should be celebrated yeah okay fine it's the anniversary of nothing of complete, at all well no i don't I, I don't say nothing at all i just i'm saying an absence of anything to do with this podcast because there were so some are you things. saying an absence isn't nothing no i'm saying there were some things back then but um you know we'll never be able to look Technology will never right. allow. We'll have to carbon date whatever those things were. They had nothing to do with this podcast. Well, should we find out what we were doing a, a year ago today? How do we know what we were doing? Well, here? I can look at my YouTube channel. That's one. See what you there. were doing a year ago today. 
Okay. Uh, fuck. And now I'll have a flashback. Well, I'll play some flashback music here, like. What's flashback music? Oh, what, like from music the game from flashback. The, from the game flashback. Let's just yeah, flashback yeah. to no, that. No, just, Wouldn't it be copy- funny if a year ago today that you released a video about the game flashback? I didn't, though, because that was ages ago. Oh, you know what we did uh, almost a year ago was we, we played uh, FTL together. Well, I played it, and you you talked about the uh, the negativity bay and, and the... Oh, uh, yes. We could flashback to a scene from that. Which yeah. would point people who haven't seen that series back to that series. Yeah, if you enjoy the stupid interplay between us here, you should check out the collaborations we've done on my YouTube channel and on Pack Billy's, which includes him joining me in part 15 of Jim Plays FTL, in which uh, he expresses his deep love and admiration for the system repair drones, uh, among other robotic things. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, a system repair drone. That's not very good. Ah, yeah. Aha, uh-huh. and the outpost wants to give me some shit too. Yay. Right, now I can afford some... Mo- Let me see if there's a store. No. Okay. But we don't can- have drone control. No. But we have... System repair drones are nice. I, I, I never found them that useful. They're not as useful I mean, as- they're just real friendly. You know, <laughs> like they've never said anything mean to me. Oh, dear. It's just like, hey man, do you want anything repaired? I don't mind. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I just I feel like repairing shit. You know, it's just I feel this need to to help out. Repair my broken heart. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't actually a year ago. That was like October, but who cares? Yeah, um, who cares? We we're, we we time traveled we're, forward a week and then remembered back a a week a year from that. So yeah. Now, what I was also doing last year was uh, Sid Meier's Pirates, uh, because I forgot I forgot that we missed uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, we sure did. Uh, yeah. Well, that's too bad. I can't. <laughs> I can't really. I can't really summon no. that. The thing about talking like a pirate, if you do it, if you do it with full gusto, if you really invest yourself in it, then your voice is not long for this world. You will very shortly. Um, well, that's why pirates died so young because they talked that way. That's why they drank all that rum too. Mm. Yeah, because it was all everything they did. the The entire enterprise of piracy was all to support their insistence on talking in that <laughs> like voice. Like a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So unless we are willing to pillage. Uh, and 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 do other piratey things. We will be unable to talk like pirates for very long. Having said that, you should you should do the rest of this podcast no. in a pirate voice. No. Let's answer some questions or comments or do we? That's the thing. Do we even have any comments that can be responded to? Nope, we don't. So okay. that's, well, that's the, the end, end of, of that, that segment. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for no, there look, must be something. Here's the thing about our comments. You know, people leave comments on the page for the podcast and then they don't return to, I don't think they're notified if we respond to the comments. They are very, very few of them start conversations. No, they are. They are. They do. They just don't give a shit. No, they do. Cause they respond again and you don't pay attention. That's the thing. No, no, I pay attention. I, I try to, to. They've responded to you and you ignore them. I, when have I ignored? 
Okay, let's go back. Let's uh, go back. To, let's go back. Let's go on way on to way back when. Sorry, that was a little. That was a little Aretha Franklin. Very tiny Aretha Franklin. Actually, no, they didn't respond to you, but they responded to me. See, see? so I I say again. Yeah. I am invisible. Okay, well, this is one thing we should instigate. If you have any questions for us, put them in the comments to this episode, and we will answer them in the next episode. In the probably. next episode, very probably, yeah. yes, because we don't have any contests right now, and we can't be bothered to come up with any contests. Mm-hmm. This is a comment from 785-13754-593C-11E1-8375-000BCDBC2996. Good Irish name. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, sorry. It's 0785137540. Oh, well, then then fuck it. He's, he's French. <laughs> it's an o, o apostrophe. You know, like oh, the, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so he asks me, or he or she, I can't tell if it's a male or female name. It's a, it's a unisex name. Uh, what are some of your favorite sci-fi novels, Jim? So they don't want to know about yours. No, um, they don't care about me because they know that I've that whatever I tell them is just going to be of no worth whatsoever. Right. Um, well, <laughs> well, they say they say that they like both hard and soft sci-fi. Uh, now I like it hard. And uh, resist, 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 she resist. Okay. Um, No, I I do like hard science fiction because um, like this commenter says, soft sci-fi is kind of just like fantasy in a futuristic environment. Almost all sci-fi on TV is soft, even Star Trek, you know, because there's all things like duenetic fields and magnetic phase inverter fields nonsense it's all fields but like something like arthur c Clarke or um stephen baxter they tend to do the more hard sci-fi and i find that more interesting because it's more like something that could potentially really happen uh, have you have you ever read uh rendezvous with rama i haven't and i was just going to ask for your recommendations on where to start where right. to start with each one of their works i mean you know obviously 2001 is Arthur C. Clarke's most famous, but... Yeah, but that's kind of overshadowed, and you know what's kind of going to happen because of the movie. Right. Um, even though there's a lot more explanation in the in the novel, but I recommend you start with a collaboration by the two of them called The Light of Other Days. The Light of Other Days, is it a series, or...? It's a single book. I'm sorry, is it the? Be- it's not the beginning to a series. No. There is a series they both did together, which was called... I think it's called The Firstborn Saga. It was uh, in some ways similar to... 2001 and the and the space odyssey saga but it was like a parallel series in the sense that some of the themes were the same because it's about these uh, aliens called the firstborn who were like uh, the first intelligent species to evolve in our galaxy or in the local area of the universe before the sun even our sun even formed there was like five or six billion years of history to go by so uh, it's about what these super advanced alien races would do and the idea is that in the 2001 Space Odyssey, their motivations were to help us evolve, you know, with the monoliths and bring us further forward in our development. Whereas the firstborn from firstborn, it's kind of, I don't know how far I should go into it, but let's just say their motives are slightly different. And it's about how they have messed with us over this, and not just us, but the entire 
galaxy and the, and, and ultimately the whole universe. It's just these huge universe-spanning ideas and things like what would a super intelligent species do if they were immortal? They had a trillion years of future to protect, you know. And there are all these like upstart civilizations just starting up and burning up all the resources in the universe. And like, there's one novel which is um, these aliens have taken sections of earth at different points in history and put them all together on a single earth in an attempt to preserve these points in history so you have like people from modern times like only a few people and there's alexander the great and genghis khan and many other points in history and civilizations all like thrown together and there's this really great scene where bill and ted get in that Get in that uh, phone, that booth, phone but... booth. No, no, no. No, but there's like... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Because there was only one group of people from the 20th century, and they have one AK-47. And it's like, the effect that that single gun has in this one battle is such a cool scene to read about. And I'm kind of mini... These are mini spoilers, and I should have really said something about this because I am so anti-spoiler. But it's really so much more than that. And there's, it's just... It's just really cool and really well written. Okay, and the other book, if you don't want to go into a huge uh, series, then start with The Light of Other Days. That's about the development of this, these techno- this technology called worm cams, which is basically you create a tiny microscopic wormhole, which is too small for anything except light to pass through. And you can use that to send this wormhole to anywhere and look through it. So it's, it's called a worm cam. It's very fairly descriptive. It's a wormhole camera. So you can send these anywhere in the world instantly. So and the technology becomes miniaturizable and eventually everyone has them. And it's about the effect that that kind of openness of information has on society. Um, I think you've talked about this before where I have, but not on the podcast. So people are just like having sex out in the open. Yeah, um, because it's just the same because that's obviously the first thing it's used for. You know, it's about the way that affects the world. And it's kind of a Do people go to the bathroom out in the open, too. I mean, well, I don't know. I think you, you would you wouldn't because you make a mess. You know, I mean, it's still I mean, not you know. on the ground. I'm just saying, like, you know, is there less privacy? Like, yeah, you probably wouldn't you go into a stall and it's like, oh, it's a there's a freaking camera here. Fine, whatever. I... Well, the thing is, you wouldn't even you can't even see the cameras. That's the thing, because they're microscopic and, and they're everywhere. It's kind of a metaphor for um, uh, an allegory for the internet and like the way that it's created all this freedom of information and all the, the good and the bad that comes with that. And that's called... The Light of Other Days. Yeah, and the title kind of gives away something. You can probably speculate on what the title means. It means that some people just use it to watch Days of Our Lives <laughs> on, on their next-door neighbor's television, even though it's playing on their television. Right, yeah. I, I'm purposely being misdirecting so that people don't um, accidentally guess it. It's kind of obvious from the title, though, isn't it? No, no, because I'm I'm trying not to work it out in my head. Like I'm trying right. not to think about it too much. <laughs> um, so don't tell me if you spoil it, I'll be sad. Still on this topic, though, that's interesting, but that doesn't sound like a prime example of hard sci-fi to me because it's. It's not very nearly in our reach. Like, hard sci-fi, I would think of more as something that... Like Moon. Like Moon, yeah. Moon is a, is probably the hardest sci-fi you can probably watch. See, Star Wars isn't really science fiction. No, it's fantasy. Apparently, uh, there's going to be some origin story uh, stuff for Star Wars. 
uh, in between episodes seven, eight, and nine, they're going to do origin stories, possibly for characters like Han Solo and Boba Fett, and that's that's just the speculation. It's all kind of up in the air. But we're going to have Star Wars films in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. Are they staggering them so that... Uh, there's going to be the parts of the new trilogy every other year and the origin stories in between them. So the, this trilogy episodes will arrive on the odd years and the other ones will be arriving on the even years. So we'll get a trilogy episode first. Yeah. The problem with splitting them up like that, unless they shoot them together, is that some of these people aren't exactly going to be with us for very much longer. Like who? Well, Harrison Ford's not no spring chicken. Yeah, but he's not. He's probably not going to die with before twenty nineteen. They could get stabbed. <laughs> well, so could so could anyone. No, no. There's a whole bunch of people who want to just stab Harrison Ford, and that's it. Uh, this sounds like there's there's a there's a whole society of people who want to stab Harrison Ford for no reason. Right. It's kind of the opposite of the Carrie Fisher guy. Exactly. Yes, that same guy actually. Is that all right? Hey, like, uh, what are you doing with my girl? <laughs> who I don't even realize why or how you're with her. <laughs> That's me stabbing you. <laughs> well, I'm way over here though. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> you can't stab me over the phone. <laughs> I got one of those new stab phones. This voice makes me cough really You have to, you go get a stab phone so I can call you on it and then answer it and, and, uh, and then it will stab you in the face. The new stab phone by somebody who doesn't like Harrison Ford. Pick yours up. It's that guy, that guy invented and marketed that phone so that he could be watching TV at the time they showed the commercial and order it in order to stab Harrison Ford. <laughs> you have a very strange mind, Fat Willie. Hey, what's this? <laughs> I forgot about I invented that. <laughs> the new stab phone that you invented, guy who has a crush on Carrie Fisher. Please call your own phone number. <laughs> oh, dear. And hand that thing that's sitting next to you to your other hand. Not the stabbing hand, but the phone calling hand. <laughs> and put a knife in your stabbing hand. Which we'll have a commercial for right after this. <laughs> Do you need to stab somebody over the phone? <laughs> if you look next to you, <laughs> there's a knife. <laughs> Just this huge elaborate plan that this guy went through. Just so he could, hey, I need to stab somebody over the phone. So Carrie Fisher will like me. Yeah, right. It's all. <laughs> She'll like me if I stab Harrison Ford for some reason. Yeah, I have no idea why. Why I even associate the two of them because I don't realize she was in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he knows that he doesn't realize that. My mouth just said that somehow. I'm, I read that off a cue card, but I didn't pay attention to what I was reading. Say so he has cue cards. <laughs> he hires somebody to bring cue cards in with the thing that he should know Carrie Fisher from written on them so he can say it without... <laughs> and he's, he's just saying it to himself. Like, there's nobody else but that cue card guy in his house. He spends all his money on airtime for these commercials. And, and on cue card. And production. on cue card, yeah. 
I gotta get. I hope I sell some more phones and knives so that I can <laughs> so that I can afford this cue card boy's salary. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, guy who doesn't know who Carrie Fisher is and yet is a big fan of hers. It just the plot thickens with every. <laughs> eventually, this podcast is just gonna be the story of this the the never ending saga of that guy. Yeah, they're they're releasing three new episodes starting in 2015. Yeah, right. And then they're staggering it with his origin. <laughs> and then story. his origin story episodes. Right. <laughs> we got to do the, the origin story. Okay, which is just really the first episode of our podcast. Yeah. So this episode, um, now that we've had all our flashbacks, we've we've dropped acid and had our flashbacks. Yeah, I had I had a bottle of sulfuric acid and I I just dropped it. And now there's a mess, and it's eaten. I just threw yeah. up a little stomach acid and <laughs> and threw put it in the freezer, and then waited for it to solidify and dropped it. What did you keep it in? Because you got to keep it in the right container, or it leaked through the container. I I kept it in my hand actually. <laughs> you put my your hand, hand in, in, my, the freezer. in the freezer. It took ages to freeze because all the cold. <laughs> and you couldn't close the door. Yeah. We we actually paused this podcast for months while I waited for that st- yeah. shit to freeze, and that's why this is the first anniversary. Is because we we started this pro- podcast when it was still liquefied, and now it's <laughs> finally frozen. Now your hand is liquefied. Yeah, my hand is liquefied. <laughs> Digested your hand. It was actually the oven that I was putting it in. That's why it took forever. <laughs> Boiling stomach right. acid. That's lovely. Okay, so. All that aside, everything we just just erase your mind of everything we've said up to now, because it's time to talk about zombies or something. Yeah, that's that's the theme for that's the theme song for this segment. (laughs) That's not a song. Yeah, it is. Give it to us. It's a single note. All right, I'll (laughs) harmonize with it. Ready? (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. All right. So. Um, I was saying the other day that if there was a zombie apocalypse, that I would be the first to be eaten. One of the first to be eaten, because um, my reasoning was at that point... Well, on purpose? On purpose, I think, yeah. You'd see a zombie come and you'd say, I want that thing to Well, all kill the me fun parts of, of life are going to be fairly well over, you know? There's not a whole lot to look forward to at that point. A lot of grief... A lot of, you know, shitting without toilet paper. A lot of... Because uh, well, the zombies have eaten all the toilet paper. Well, it's just going to be hard. It's not going to be as easy to come by. Um, there's going to be there's gonna be a lot of germs and nastiness all over the place. And zombies. Yeah, you're... Trying to eat you. You know the worst part about a zombie apocalypse? The zombies trying to eat you. Your solution to this problem is to let them do that. Yes, and get it over with because it's really a losing battle. But you, you live in a country basically made of guns. Why wouldn't you shoot yourself? Like you could shoot yourself and die instantly, or you could have a thing eat you alive. You know they don't just kill you; they eat you while you're alive, and you die from that. Here's the it's problem the worst, that I. It's the worst way to die. Nah, they, they could eat your face. No, do you want them to eat your face? No, I'll recommend. Have you not seen zombies? I'll films? recommend like the pinky finger, and then then they'll be disgusted and go off. And like, not recommend that restaurant to their friends, and I'll turn into a zombie after with just uh, just having a missing pinky finger, and I'll be the most suave zombie that there is because I'm mostly my most of my flesh hasn't rotted yet, at least for a little bit, you know. 
It'll just be a little necrosis on the pinky. Well, the thing is, do you think that the zombies are conscious? Do you think that they are, you know, this, the same stream of consciousness is in there and just perceiving and experiencing all this stuff still? I think it's like the Lancet fluke where it's some right. organism has taken over their, their body and is making them yearn for flesh and it's it's doing it to perpetuate its own ends and not theirs so it's not their right. consciousness it's not yeah, but, uh, but what i'm saying is do they feel the pain and do they do they see through their own eyes it's the most same of the being. time if you shoot one they go like oh hey carrie fisher ah! <laughs> um so something is feeling pain hey, lad, maybe. Motherfucker. <laughs> maybe that's why you have to kill them in the head because that's where those lancet flukes are well, the thing is, it depends on the way that the zombies are, you know, created. But I mean, the, the original zombie stuff was like, there's no more room in hell, so the dead rise from the grave and stay a lot and stay, you know. Right, and, and, and then there's but virus, nowadays it's all there's like, virus stuff. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole 28 days later thing. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it doesn't make any sense because when your body is dead, there's no blood flow, there's no oxygen getting to your muscles. How are they moving? You know, Here's it's, the it's, other thing. Zombies, all the zombies want to go after whatever piece of living flesh they can find. Mm -hmm. And so they do. But if they did that and they ate as ravenously as they are depicted eating, then there wouldn't be very many zombies because they would all be in the digestive tracts of their fellow zombies. Like, it, it would reach a ceiling... Where, you know, oh, there's a human being. Let's go eat him. They all eat him. There's not going to be anything left except just a, a head rolling around or a, or a hand gushing. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they consume the person, they don't turn into a zombie. The only reason they turn into a zombie is if they get, like, a glancing scratch or something, and then they get away. But I think the thing that makes them able to, if you like, reproduce and make more zombies is because humans can generally get away after a scratch. You know, yeah. like when it, when it scratches you, you run and then you turn into a zombie. There's also in some uh, versions of uh, of zombie things, you like everyone is infected, but you only turn into a zombie after you die, no matter how you die. Like you, they spread the infection and it's like in the population and then somebody dies and they turn into a zombie. But everyone already has it, but it only takes effect after you die. Would you be a survivalist? No, I'd, 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 I'd kill myself. You'd gun yourself down? Well, the thing is, we don't have guns here. I don't know how I'd do it. I'd have to find a tall building or something. Over there, it's easy. I don't have a gun. I'd have to club myself over the head a bunch of times. Well, you could find one. You know, just go to a vending machine. I'm not going to go out there. There's zombies. <laughs> well, yeah, but what are they going to do? Eat you? That's what you're looking to happen anyway. No, I I think maybe... Um, you just have to... I mean, they're so slow. You can just run. Sometimes they're fast. In some yeah, well, forms of the mythology, they're fast. The thing is, in America, a lot of them be be overweight, so they'll be on those little electric scooters that you get in supermarkets. Right. Yes. <laughs> the Walmart zombies scooters. with yeah. terrible taste in clothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, terrible taste in which humans they decide to eat, <laughs> or how those humans are prepared. Zombies aren't known for their cooking. Yeah, cooking. Iron Zombie Chef right. tonight on the same channel that all these shitty commercials for stabbing Harrison Ford over the phone are playing on. What the hell is Iron Chef? Iron Chef is a show that started in 
Japan, where it was much better, what much better done. The the production values were great. It had this great sense of of fun. Is it, well, is this, is it a robot show? And then, like every television show from elsewhere, when it's brought to America, it's distilled to the point that it's no longer interesting. Right, like the Red Dwarf pilot. Did you ever see that? No, God, if if it's so bad. I w- the only funny part of it is is because Crichton was the same actor. I won't even watch the American Office. I I haven't seen. I've seen the first episode and they basically just copied it. But I heard they do change it up a bit afterwards. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really interested in in American copycat thing because they get. This is a good topic, and I don't want to get off zombies, but we don't. Everything is so corporatized and so, and focus grouped to within an inch of its life here that there's not really room for the creative vision of the creator to come through and that really well, it depends on the it depends on the channel it's just anything when it starts to be successful when it starts to take off it'll inevitably be ruined because too many people too many executives who have no creative inkling of their own or getting their hands in it i mean that's why all the movies that come out of hollywood are so shitty these days but that's the thing movies are a lot more susceptible to that because they are so much more of a financial risk tv shows can take more chances because they aren't as expensive and the thing is you know breaking bad has not gone down in quality it is and that's i think part of the reason is because they decided to end it on the fifth season and it's it's almost at the end and they're actually going to finish it and finish it completely improperly, and they're not just going to try to drag it out for years and years on end, which is, which is what happens. You know, like the, th- the thing is, some of the best television in the last ten years has been American. So I don't think it's just a general, ac- generally accurate statement that American TV. Well, is bad. then let it's me say, let me say, American comedies are are more easily right um ruined by that sort of thing now we do have some shows now that are and you have to really go to cable for anything fresh and new yeah i mean that's the thing the, the network television in america is is what you're talking about really have you seen derek yet no derek is ricky gervais his latest oh, thing yeah. and it is it is really good be prepared to cry, though. I cried. I didn't just tear up. I cried. Um, I, w- I watched it. I think it was on Channel 4 over there. And I was able to watch it on YouTube. It's finally come to Netflix now. Why don't you explain the basic premise of it? Uh, Ricky Gervais is a mentally challenged. It's not exactly said how he is. It's, it seems to be like either an autism thing or it's not, I don't think it's down syndrome. Um, but it's a very touching thing. He works in a nursing home and it's just his interaction with the other nursing home employees and the, the people who reside there. And it's just, it's very touching and very heartwarming and, um, very optimistic. It's a lot, it's a lot less cynical than anything he's done and, um, Hmm. and highly recommended. Yeah, the, the, my immediate reaction on hearing Ricky Gervais in a mental institution is that's going to be really bad taste. No, it's not. It it isn't. It's it's not. Um, but you can see why it would uh, that would be my immediate suspicion. Right, you know? because he's he's developed that he's got that reputation, but it it really isn't. It's it's completely unlike anything he's ever done. 
And Carl Pilkington is amazing. Right. Well, oh, he's in it. Yeah, Carl is an act, acts in it, and Carl is wonderful. And he plays one of the mentally challenged people. No, no, no. It's it's oh. no. Ricky Gervais just volunteers at this place. It's it's an it's a home for old people, and he's there volunteering. Uh, Carl plays the maintenance man, Dougie. So it's not a comedy. It is a comedy, but it's not a. It's not sh- single camera sitcom comedy. Well, it's not three cameras on a, three you know, yeah, it's not a three camera. It's, it's more of a, it's a single camera shot like a movie. Right, um, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting my turn. I'm trying to be clever. <laughs> and I'm ruining <laughs> right, it. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it's not like, it's not like Friends or the Big Bang Theory. No, not at all. It's not got a laugh track. Oh, no, no. Right. It has comedic elements and it also has very dramatic elements. I see. And it's very, it's very good. What channel makes it? What channel is it? I on? think it's on channel four. Oh, it's oh, it's of course. I'm just thinking it's. Uh, I'm just assuming it's American no, because he's no. doing so much American stuff now. Yeah, no, America just officially got it um, in the past oh. week or so as a Netflix thing. So you may be able to watch it on Netflix. I just watched. You know, people think they're really, or people do the workarounds with, with YouTube and uh, mirroring mm. the video so that it's not flagged for takedown um right. and that's the way that i watched it in terrible 380p <laughs> um so i i want to go through and watch it again it's like everything over there it's just six shows um yeah. but there's six very good shows speaking of ricky gervais and carl pilkington i wanted to talk about that that show they do where ricky gervais and Stephen merchant basically take the piss out of carl pilkington and you know, I haven't seen much of them. I've seen a few clips, and it just—it really rubs me the wrong the wrong way because it seems so mean spirited and and victimizing. And you disagree with me about this? I do. I mean, you know, they've all said time and again that Ricky and Carl are best friends, right. um, and that Ricky always is quick to point out that he's doing that because he knows that by being antagonistic, the more antagonistic he is the better stuff he's going to be able to get from Carl, the better responses Carl's going to have. I don't necessarily see that because sometimes Ricky gets a little too into it and and um, and we, he doesn't, like Stephen Merchant will get mad because he doesn't let Carl talk. Mm. Um, but, um, and you know, I think, I think Carl is in his own way a genius and there may be some jealousy there on Ricky's part. Um, right. We'll put some links into some of these clips so that yeah. we can get context. But it's basically to tell us what the show is about. So, so it's the- basically Carl Pilkington, if you don't know, and most people do, I guess, by now. It's the guy from Idiot Abroad. Right. Um, is, is, who, is how he's probably best known. He, he was a producer on their radio show, and um, he has such a unique way of looking at things, such a humorous way of looking at everything such a humorous unique way of phrasing everything that he thinks that Some might say a sort of childlike very childlike yeah look yeah. um and so often childish uh mm. that well ricky gervais is childish well not, right i wouldn't say but carl can well, be too but but the point yeah. is that um ricky thought he was hilarious he can't get enough of him and his gift to the world as he says is carl pilkington bringing him no, why is it it's, it's, it's sort of surely that's Carl's gift. 
Why does Ricky get to take credit? Because for it? Ricky was the one who recognized what a great, you know. I mean, this is all in in Ricky's own words or whatever, his own yeah. phrasing. Um, See, that just speaks to the arrogance. I think I, I, the reason I don't it, like it is because it it looks like bullying, and I know it's not so much bullying as it is the way an to, older we brother should, younger should, brother relationship. No, because the way we should we should explain the way that he talks to him is basically he just sort of takes the piss out of Carl. Like I said, oh, you think you what's an example? Um, well, Carl thought he saw a, a bee have a heart attack one day, and Ricky, right. of course, launches into laughter. And then, yeah, and, and but it's it's not it's, it's so much so much appears to be him laughing at him not with him. oh he's completely laughing at him and not with him. and that's mean-spirited and i don't like but it. it's that's as an older brother would it's it's it, well my older brother never never laughed at me like that you know that's that's the difference you know and i think carl plays up to it too um carl knows what role he's playing i don't think he's completely ignorant he he's very media savvy i mean he was a producer at this radio station before he so he's a lot more aware of what he sounds like than I think he lets on. Right. Um, but he uh, he plays into it because he knows what works and what doesn't. And, and it's just a matter of Ricky is playing the straight man in a way that's very antagonistic because he knows that that's going to make Carl give his best give his best work i don't think i think he takes it too far i think there's there's more there i feel like ricky is at times um a little kid who's jealous of the new baby that's what i feel right. like because here's the thing yeah. ricky has tried his you know since the office um ricky's whole life has been about being funny right um and and striving to make people laugh and here comes carl who can do it without even trying it's like salieri and mozart in um in amadeus mm. and uh i really genuinely think there's on some level there's some resentment there and but, how can that, that, that but i think that's what's coming across in his mean-spiritedness and you know but it's not necessarily bullying when you're doing it Ma maybe not but the thing is it looks like it, and it, it gives the impression that that kind of way to treat someone is okay. And that yes, it does give that impression. And Carl, um, you know, like Carl said that he got a, a – Ricky's always going on about how round Carl's head is and, mm. um, you know, head like a fucking orange is his thing that he always says. And Carl ordered some lamps online, and when they, the lamps were delivered, somebody had written on the package, head like a fucking orange. Like, mm. why Why did people think that they get to say that to him? You know, Ricky Ricky gets a kick out of that. Ricky thinks it's hilarious that other people are saying it to Carl because it annoys Carl and it makes it funnier. Right, and at no point did Ricky think, oh, well, that was unfair, that was mean-spirited because it's different when I do it because I'm his friend. He thought, no, that's fucking funny that he was he was insulted and upset. Right. And and Ricky you know, loves and, and, to, but but that's his personality. He just loves to screw but, with everybody. Okay, fine, that's his personality. I don't like it. But it's not bullying, though. You may not well, like it, but I, I, it's not really bullying 
the more you understand their relationship, the less that you would. Well, I think they ha they have some. They should do something to make that more clear. You know, not like a disclaimer or anything, but maybe have Carl show some fucking backbone. Because you know, I'm sure I'm not. It's um, not about backbone though, because Carl knows why it's. He being doesn't done. fight back. He doesn't ever say anything back. He never see. It's not like two people just taking the piss out of each other. Because there's no. It's all one way. You know. Because, but Carl knows why he's there. He's doing this to entertain people. Ricky's doing this to entertain people. If he fights back, it's not going to be as entertaining. And that's that's the most important. That's why they're all there. You know, Ricky annoys him, and part of his being annoyed is what he's paid to do. He's paid to. Okay, but what what do you think about the idiot abroad stuff? Um, I liked the one where he was with, I saw a few, the one he went out with Warwick Davis, um, the third season. What's that about? And I liked having, um, give some context. Oh, okay. So in the first season, they're just sending him to the seven wonders of the world and he hates it and he's just miserable <laughs> and they're getting him to do all these things that he can't stand. Ricky's screwing with them. Stuff that Ricky and, and Steven would admit, admittedly never do. They call him up and they say, today you're going to have to bathe in the Ganges. And he right. moans about it. It's just him whinging a lot. Um, but And don't they have him do like all this weird, like, me, uh, not like acupuncture and stuff? Yeah, and just, just stuff that he, you know, like he can't stand. We've got some massage where they set him on fire and stuff. And, yeah, it just seems a bit... But he went back twice, you know? He did two more seasons, and then the third mm. season, they send him out with Warwick Davis, uh, who played Willow and uh, uh, Wicket, the Ewok, and, you know, he's he's got a litany of things that he was in, um, who is a, a dwarf, and uh, and Carl's... Little person. Carl's fascinated by I'm supposed to say little person. No, I don't like that. It's so yeah, it's but, so con it seems so condescending. I don't care what anybody says. That seems condescending, and so it's it's so it's not condescending to tell them what's so you you think it's condescending to call them the word they want to be called. I don't think they say, all want to be. You called don't that. want to be called that. You want to be called a dwarf. I've heard Warwick That's Davis say that he would rather be called a dwarf. I've right, heard well, him say that. On yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't like it either, but I don't get to decide what people are called, you know. Yeah, you do, actually, when you call them that, you know. You don't get to decide what they like to be called, but you get to call them whatever you want. It's just a matter of whether they get offended or not. Or, or I call them little cunts. How about <laughs> little that? Cunt. <laughs> New, next time. <laughs> it's a, next time it's, on Little it's Cunts. It's a Saturday morning TV show. It's like Muppet Babies. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's it, it little does sound cunts, little cunts. They're so little in their cunts. It 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 just yeah. it sounds patronizing to me, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it because it sounds patronizing. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not gonna apologize for what I call her. Well, I just call him a short guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that seems all right. You know, and that that could bring up another thing is that I think you know like we're really there are certain things that. You know, I would obviously never call somebody, but but uh, do, do you think we're getting hypersensitive about language? And you know, even in this country now, saying saying "cunt" has become, you know, one of those really taboo things. Well, the reason I think it's different over here is because over here, 
you can it's it's used in a non-gender specific way. I think over there it's almost always used the way bitch is used. You know, you use it to talk. You, See, but I've, it's a way, I've it's never a way to, used it. I've never really come across that usage in my own experience. So I guess well, that's this, why it's mystifying to me. Right. See, my experience of it, uh, you know, is that, well, in particular women I've talked to from America, they associate that with uh, an insult only directed towards women, like like the word bitch. I mean, I wouldn't call you a bitch. And if I was... I would be implying femininity in you. you know, right. If I called you a cunt, I wouldn't be, uh, because that's just in in America in, in the UK, we just say that as the way we'd say dick or asshole or twat. You know? Right. The, and the thing is, twat literally means the same thing, but it's less offensive. And it, it's weird that it's see on a on a purely intellectual level, I don't understand why. It's rude to say fuck and not to say have sex with or something, you know. Because you're talking it's, about it's, the same act. Oh, it's rude to say shit and not poo, you know, or something. Um, because they're literally the same thing. But I remember I was watching a, uh, a series called um, uh, Fry's Planet Word with Stephen Fry. And it's really interesting. He was uh, There was this experiment he did, well, that was done. Um, and he just participated in a repetition of the experiment where you would subject someone to pain by basically having them hold their hands in ice-cold water, and then um, to relieve the pain, you would, in one case, allow them to swear, and in the other case, they're not allowed to swear, and then they're asked to rate their level of pain and stuff. And it's, you know, like any study like that, it's a bit difficult, but you you do it enough times with enough people, and you can get some kind of result. It can't be double-blind, because you always know what a swear word is. But, you know, they've done brain scans and stuff, and basically swearing, saying taboo words, gives you... A release. A kind of a release. Yeah. Because they're taboo. Right. Uh, because they're taboo, you get a feeling from saying them that you don't get without them. And this so, is what so I've been saying all along, too. I mean, that's... In our, in our earliest conversations about this, um, this is what I, I... I would always say that. Like, I don't want to to come to a point where none of these words are taboo anymore because I want to be able to use them and for them to have that power, for them to continue to have that power when I need them. You know, there's well, the a reason is, why Tourette's is Tourette's and not, and they're not just saying ham sandwiches, ham sandwiches. Right. But it's because of that there's a place in the brain where that release resides. Yeah, because well, Tourette's is an inability to control an impulse. And... The impulses we control are the impulses to do things that are wrong. And so, you know, whether it's like making a funny face or... Accidentally stabbing Harrison Ford over the phone. Exactly, yeah. Um, or... <laughs> I got, I've got Tourette's. That's why I stabbed him. That's, That's his defense. I, I, the... I've got knife Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you, you're concerned about the, the words becoming not taboo anymore. See, the thing is, if these words do stop being taboo, we will find new words. Because there are things that used to be very taboo. Like, in this, have you ever seen the show Deadwood? Yeah, I've seen Deadwood, several episodes. Right, and you know, you you, you realize in it that there's a lot swearing. of swearing. does a lot of swearing that wasn't around back then, but if, exactly. if you said the actual words that were around back then, they wouldn't have the same weight that they do now. Right. They say, God damn, and that's as, as offensive as saying motherfucking cuntbag. Right. You know, um... See, when you hear those words, when you hear "goddamn," you don't feel offended 
because everyone says it. They even say they even say damn on Star Star Trek, you know. Um, Picard even said merde once. That's about as close as they get to saying shit, except in Star Trek Generations. Anyway, the thing they did in Deadwood was rather than say the words as they literally would be, they say the words that have the same emotional effect as the words that they would have said. And so I think in the same way that we replaced words, swear words used to be religion-based, like goddamn and hell, and now and saying Jesus Christ, but now they've been replaced by scatological and sexual words like shit and fuck. You know, and I think in the same way, our, the future will be uh, swear words will be things like uh, trolling or XP stealer or something. You know, because <laughs> it will be about video games. XP <laughs> stealer, or or camper, for you know someone who camps a, a sniper, you know, sniping camper, you know, that sort of thing. I think will be the most offensive things. I think. Uh, um, poo will always carry a certain taboo <laughs> with it because it's it's just an unpleasant reality that we all must deal with. Some of us more than oh, others. Oh, not the word, life. not the word poo, because poo is a kind of funny. Right, I'm word. just saying the reality of of excrement and feces yeah. is is very unpleasant. Yeah, for most people. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. The, the the maybe a society will will crop up to improve the image of poo in our culture <laughs> well like like photoshop it like yeah right like <laughs> photoshop it shaking hands with the president like, like, oh god if you're out there and here's another contest this this is what this is the contest we do not want to see photoshopped the, images we'll of poo. In the, this, yeah. We do not. We, we, we do. do not. We do. No, we don't. Shaking, no, that no. famous okay, president. I'm not checking that, f- I'm not checking that email that, address now. That that famous picture of Elvis shaking hands with President Nixon. I think you know what to do with that. So send it in to Jim. Yeah. At, no. No. Send, no. It, <laughs> send it to packbilly at gmail.com. I don't want to see it. Remember, no f- actual photography Pack will be Billy, considered in this contest. This? Please, yeah, no, no. except for the photograph of Elvis Nixon, and uh, the more entertaining, you know, if if it's if it's cartoony, well, and we'll put it. Well, yeah, if it's if it's if it's not too disgusting, we'll put it on the next podcast page. Uh, on the on the podcast blog page thing, and in the show notes, and uh, Jim and Pack Billy at gmail dot com. Jim and packbilly at gmail.com and the word and not the word and not an ampersand it, it needs to be very cartoony if you do it not actual right, okay i'm not yeah. saying an actual photograph because i will if i'm not just dry heaving i will be actually throwing up if it's probably the, the, pic, the picture of nixon shaking hands with elvis isn't that elvis already shaking a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We need to put yeah, but but the, the two Nixons. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, it's a joke. I've got to tell you. It's a, right. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know? Uh, do you know what material um, Mario's dungarees are made out of? What material? Denim, denim, denim. Oh jeez. Denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> do the whole thing. Denim. <laughs> Dim, 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 dim. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Looking through, through comments, comments and responding, responding to them. them. Uh.